there's a wonderful saying. I love it. Put your behind in your past. Is that the correct saying, though? I don't know. Let's find out on Covenant's podcast. All right, so you're hearing this phrase, uh, put your behind in your past. My name's Kyle Gatlin. I'm here with, what's your name again? Sean Shirley. And that... That was that was your name last week. It right? was my name last week, and the week before, and the week before. But the week before that, no, it was somebody else. Okay, all right, but, but that's in the past, and I don't remember. Yeah, so we're well, it's in the past. We ain't gonna worry about, it, right? That's right. And that's what sort of what this phrase from the Lion King uh, is sort of talking about. It's is from a warthog, by the way, and that warthog's name warthog's name is Pumbaa. Wait a second, wasn't John Travolta a warthog? On um, welcome back, Carter. Were they called the Warthogs? Oh, they were called the Warthogs, weren't they? Yeah, you had me for a minute, but yes, you are correct. Well, welcome back, Carter's on every now and then on MeTV or mm-hmm. something like that, and and I see that. And um, there's actually a, a guy on my football crew. His last name is Carter. Every time I see him, I say, "Welcome back." Ah, there you go. And he had no idea what I'm talking and about. Now you can just call him Warthog. <laughs> yeah. So I just re- realized I forgot those were called the Warthogs. Yep. Okay, Uh, but has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Absolutely nothing. Okay, so, but the warthog in The Lion King, his name is Pumbaa, and he misquotes this, and Timon, who is, I think, a meerkat, corrects him. He said, no, you got to put your past behind you. Oh, and they sing this song called Hakuna Matata, which means no worries, and the, the concept in this song and in this scene is that that whatever has gone before you, don't worry about it. So you you worry about today. And so in this past week's message, um, Joshua sort of was reminded by God, hey, Moses is dead. The past literally has passed, passed away, and we need to move forward. But it, I got to thinking, Sean, that uh, can we can we actually do this? Can we do this? Joshua was challenged to do this. Joshua started leading based on who he was and where Israel was going. But how hard is it for most people, you and me included, to put the past in the past? Let it it's it's gone. No, nothing we can do about it. What's happened has happened. How how difficult is that for us? And and I guess I guess let's personalize a little bit. How difficult has it been for you to put to let the past pass away? It is a very difficult process, and it it requires a great deal of intentionality. It requires that you remind yourself constantly who you are and who you are now, and that. The past is behind you and that that does not define who you are. And that could go either way, whether it's good in the past or bad in the past. If it's great in the past and, you know, your past looks wonderful moving forward, that that, you can't rely on that in the past, that it's going to continue to be wonderful. And, you know, my personal history, uh, my recent past isn't, isn't too great. It's pretty rough. And. It's very easy to get caught up in the trap of negative self-talk or, 
you know, feeling like you have to prove yourself to everyone around you, because guess what? When you when you break trust, when you do things like that, you, you, you do have to prove yourself to other people. In as much as rebuilding trust, rebuilding those um, key factors and characteristics in life that everyone needs. So it definitely requires a great deal of intentionality, because if you are not intentional about reminding yourself who you are and seeing these these opportunities where it's very simple to default and and begin to feel less than and that may not make any sense what I, what i'm saying is when you encounter people who remember your past you encounter people who know your past and therefore that's what they see they see they see your past and they don't know the details of the journey from the past to right now what you what has to be done is you have to remind yourself that there's so much more to the story than anybody knows you have to remind yourself that they have every right to feel that way they have every right to look at your past and it's good for me to glance back at the past cuz i need to remember where i've come from but at the same time you have to walk in humility and say, you know what, I I am here to, I, I accept whatever is thought of me, but I am going to continually try to prove myself, to, to earn that trust. I hate to say prove myself, but to earn trust and to, to, uh, to redefine that attitude that other people have about me and to, and to show to give evidence, to give fruit that that person's gone. It's a, it's a, it's a new day and I, and I'm a new person. And, and, and I guess the, the whole deal about, about the past is sometimes it's easier for you and me to move beyond our personal past and start living in the present and look forward to the future. But everybody else, mm-hmm. all they see is the past that right. their 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 lens is this is what you've done this is what you said mm-hmm. and and it's it is hard hard to move beyond that um and it truthfully is a cultural thing well people that's what they do that's how they that's how they win elections that's how, yeah. that's that's how they move up the ladder in the corporate world by holding somebody's past against them and 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 we've seen it in um in you know, culture today that things that happened long, long time ago are still being held against a certain group of people or a certain community or a certain corporation. And, and then the past can't change. Right. I mean, it, it's stuck. We're stuck with the past. We're stuck with whatever we have said, whatever we've tweeted, whatever we mm-hmm. have posted. It's, it's not going away. That's right. Even though even Snapchat, even though we think it's gone away, is somebody's got a copy of it. Yeah, I, I'm convinced that everything is permanent. Everything is permanent in 2022. There's nothing that goes away. Yeah. So, so when when we're talking about let's let's bring it back to what we think we're talking about <laughs> is the uh, is putting trying to let the past be in the past. Uh, we we as humans, you you and me as pseudo humans, uh, we we have brains. 
limited as they may be, uh, that have memory. And and I've told you before, your memory is a whole lot better than mine, which is a two edged sword for you, right? It, it sure is. <laughs> so so I, some of the, some of the junk in my life I've forgotten about, and uh, and so I'm glad about that. I've also forgotten some good things in my life mm-hmm. too. And uh, but but the the deal about our individual past is is we have options what to do with it. Mm-hmm. We we either learn from it or we dwell on it. There's probably more than two options, but that's the only two I could think of at the time, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so we could we can dwell on it or learn from it. Um, what's what's the old adage? Those who repeat the who those who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. And that that's usually meant to, for countries and and learning from history and all this other stuff. Um, but but we. We need to do two things with the past. We 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 learn. And I think we need to celebrate the past. Right. Learn from the past. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's three options, right? Dwell, that's three. There you go. dwell, <laughs> celebrate, and learn. Uh, we we can do all that, but we do that with the eye toward now and the the future. Um. So so I and and that's that's that, that's difficult. It uh, is. For for a lot of us, and I'll, I'll be quite honest that that I remember and try to dwell more on like my kids' past and things things sure. that they've done. Absolutely, and and I think about that, and I sort of long for some of those days, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. I don't long for my, my past, right? Right. <laughs> I long for somebody else's. I understand. <laughs> so, uh, so I so I guess we just need to. Uh, uh, I have no idea what's next in this con- this conversation, uh, except that to to I guess explore a little bit of of how to do that of, of how how to to recognize what's gone on in our past, but then uh, not stay there, not dwell on it, um, learn from it. You know, you know what's. What's some of the strategies that we can, I guess, think off off the top of our head, literally, which is what this podcast is. <laughs> is yes, it is. So, so what? So what? What can we do to to make sure the past stays there and and move forward? Okay, so I have I've drawn a lot of uh, motivation and a lot of wisdom from. And, I, and I'm not trying to give you the Sunday school answer here, but from the writings of Paul. And the reason being, you know, we, we, we give a little bit of attention to Paul's former life as Saul. We always, we, you know, we, we mention that. We, we know who Paul was before the road to Damascus. He killed Christians. He went after Christians. That's right. He he was the chief of all sinners, but he's also the chief of all Pharisees. That's right. That's right. So, so imagine, imagine the guilt that Paul could have carried after his conversion, and now becoming, you know, this uh, this great Christian leader, and you know, uh, yeah, he's credited with the first Christian kill. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. And so you can imagine and imagine his credibility with people who knew him, who knew him before. And now he's saying something very passionately that is in complete contrast 
to what he was saying a month ago, you know, and or a year ago, five years ago. But like we said, people remember, people remember. And I, you know, and it's mentioned in scripture that those people remembered and they were afraid of him. They didn't trust him. Maybe that's why he went on so many missionary journeys. He had to get away from the people that knew him. That's right. That's right. He he had to find new people, places, and things. That's what it is. Well, you know, then you you read through, you know, his letters to the various churches, and 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 little things pop out that he says, and you know, and and you begin to process it through that lens of Paul trying to continuing to move forward and 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 believe hey look god has a new purpose for me god has a new purpose for my life and if i get caught up in everything that i've done in my past i will never fulfill this purpose and you run across things like in corinthians where he says take every thought captive to the obedience of christ now of course he's telling this to a church but he's telling them this because i have to believe he has done that himself. And that's just one little nugget that I pull from that because when I have those times of, you know, be it being so easy to fall back into the negative thoughts about who I am and beginning to feel defeated and believe that I that I am now who I was then and that I'm just hopeless, all this stuff. Well I have to I have to stop. Paul reminds me right there, no, stop. And you you got to take this, this thought that's in your mind. And before you do anything else with it, you've got to, you've got to hold it captive. And, and, and it's got to, it's got to pass a few questions before it's uh, either processed or thrown out. And the biggest question is, is this true? Is this true? Or is this a fabrication? But is there, is there evidence of what you're thinking right now. Is this true? And if there's no evidence that I'm a loser, what would, uh, and I have to, and I have to say, and I do this quite a bit, actually, um, this may be getting too personal, but I think when I think I'm a loser, I'm no good. I think if, if someone were to ask Kyle this question about me, how would he answer it? Would he say, yeah, Sean's, Sean's a punk. He's a loser. Okay, well then maybe that I give credence yeah. to that, but and if and if none of the if if the thought does not hold up to those questions, then the next challenge is you have you have to declare that a lie from the enemy, and dismiss it, and dismiss it, and focus on what is true, what is there evidence of, and look back and say, oh gosh, look, I can see what God has done here, what He has done here. And I can see this process of growing into the image of Christ, becoming more like Jesus. And that's where the evidence is. And it's, and that's what I meant from the very beginning about you have to be intentional about it. Because if you're if you just try to go through the motions with it, then you're you're going to end up dwelling in the past. Yeah. And when you're talking about Paul, of course, of course, I mentioned that that phrase from Philippians, forget, forget mm-hmm. us. Forget what's behind you, you and, and press on. Uh, and knowing what you, I'm, I'm just speculating here. When Paul did all, he did many missionary journeys, went to different places, met new people, taught them, wrote to them. He had wonderful relationships with a bunch of people. I got to think, 
I got to think, this is just speculation. Part speculation, part experience, I guess, in that because he met so many different people and because he met people who didn't know his past, in mm-hmm. addition to those who did know his past, that there was a there had to be a part of those relationships that he was reminded by others, thank you, Paul. Thank you for being here. Thank you right. for teaching us. Thank you for showing us Jesus. Thank you for revealing to us the living Christ that you experienced on that Damascus road. Mm-hmm. So I got to think that that yes, you and I can can forget about our past, learn from it, celebrate, dwell on it, or whatever. But if we don't surround ourselves with people that can help us in that journey, mm-hmm. then it, then it's it's an uphill climb. It's more difficult. It is right because you 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 have you have a wife that reminds you of you are a child of God that Correct. you that God has blessed you. God has gifted you. You you have her beside you every day. Mm-hmm. Mostly reminding you of that every now and then, other stuff comes out. That's right. Right. Yes, it right? does. And 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 I, you know, I, I could I could get caught up right now. All right. So the last time I was quote unquote the lead pastor at a church, it was in Montgomery. I was there two years. Uh, met some wonderful people there, but did not lead very well. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I I existed for two years. Yeah. Uh, I endured for two years. And and developed one or two long term relationships with some people there, family relationships. Let me clarify what I, what I meant there. <laughs> Our family, I tell you, you and Paul, y'all <laughs> have all these relationships. <laughs> so, uh, but but even just during those relationships, those people, you know, that they encourage me and all that stuff, and and I yeah I could get caught up because you know there may be a handful that are listening there here that do not know that that uh, I'm now the lead pastor at Covenant. Um, I could get up and say, well, okay, the last time that I was in charge, things didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I was ready to leave, yeah. right? Um, but what has happened here at, at this church, so many people have been reminding me, just had one yesterday telling me, he said, Kyle, you were talking about getting ready, you know, with Joshua, get the people ready, whatever you mentioned that. He said, Kyle, you are ready. You are ready, and and so I, I mean that was encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, you guess what? Your past has actually got you ready for this. That's right. What, whatever that past has been, the 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 good, the bad, the ugly, you know, it's it's got you ready for that. So so I think, and I've had a number of people that have done that uh, encourage me. Um, I need to write their names down and ask them in a year if they still feel the same way. <laughs> Maybe different. I don't know. Or you can just uh, you can. Uh, you can depend on those new people that don't know <laughs> no, your you past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I want to I want to encourage you because I, you know, we we pick you you throw Paul out there mm-hmm. as an example, but you know he, he we we're only getting his side of the story. That's right. I, I I just tend to believe that he had other people that he surrounded himself with. I mean, he worked beside people because he he was a tent maker. I think yeah, a tent maker. So so he was working with people all all along, and I can't believe that that they sat there making tents. And and all he did was listen to Paul teach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I think there's conversations, and I think I, I would think some of them going, Paul, you make a great tent, but you're a better right <laughs> a writer, or you're a better encourager. That's Thank right. you for this. So so I think you know we we're not going to talk much longer about this. Actually, we're closing it up. <laughs> but uh, 
but I think that we we all uh, don't need to be on the island by ourselves when we're trying to let our past be in the past and, and move forward. Have other people surrounding you that will um, in, encourage you and let you know this. Yeah, I know who you were, I'm, and yeah, that things you did in the past were were not good. But who you are now is is a child of God. And you're a good friend. You're an encourager, whatever you can, whatever you fill in the blanks. You surround yourself with people. If you're on an island by yourself, you're not getting that. And you're battling that, that those self-doubts and That's right. uh, all on your own. That's right. And, you know, it's funny you say that because that brings up something to my mind that I have said to other people for years. And I'm now having to look at that and go, hmm, I actually believe it. I actually believe it because I'm having to apply it to myself. But I've always said that, you know, shame, shame is a terrible thing. Shame kills. And the remedy for shame is to be fully known and still delighted in. And that requires someone else, someone who knows all the dirt, knows everything about you and says, I love you. I'm with you. I know who you are. I'm with you. And that will drive out shame every time, every time. And and we do have one that's closer to the brother that tells us that. He actually tells us, um, I know who you are. I've seen what you've done, and I've chosen to forget about it. That's right. And his name is Jesus. And we hope that, uh, hope that you all recognize that in your own life, that um, – yeah, you need other people in your life, but if you don't have Jesus first that has remembered your sins no more, chooses to forget about your sins. In other words, choosing to forget about the past that was that was bad and ugly. He chose to forget about that. So I hope hope that you're listening to this and you have turned to Jesus as your Lord and Savior because he literally says, I don't care what you've done in your past. Mm-hmm. You know, you know me now. We're good to go. That's right. And we're good to go with the end of this podcast. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. No no worries. <laughs> be strong and courageous. That's what Joshua was encouraged to be over and over again. Be strong and courageous. What does that mean, strong and courageous? Actually, they may mean exactly the same thing. Find out this week at church, either on our podcast or on our worship services on Sunday this week. Thanks a lot. Have a great day and week.